Coming up, we talk with podcast editor Steve Stewart about how you can outsource podcast editing to save time and focus on your content. It's live stream deals, and it starts now. Welcome to episode six of Live Stream Deals. I'm Ross Brand. Livestream Deals connects live streamers and podcasters with the products they need to create high-quality content. Find all products from our shows at LivestreamDeals.com. Today's episode is focused on podcast editing and how we can improve at it ourselves or outsource the editing to someone who specializes in it. Steve Stewart provides clients with great-sounding audio without the hassle of having to do it yourself. He frees his clients up to spend their time on recording and promoting their podcasts. He works on the Stacking Benjamin show, also on Paula Pants' show, Afford Anything. Steve's a featured speaker, including at FinCon. He formed the Podcast Editors Club, now with nearly 3,000 members, to help other editors get paying jobs editing podcasts. The Podcast Editors Club is a Facebook group. Join me as I sit down with Steve Stewart at Podcast Movement on the final day of the conference in downtown Philadelphia as Steve talks audio editing and production. Steve, first of all, welcome. It's great to chat with you. Welcome to Livestream Deals. Thank you, Ross. I appreciate you having me on. Saw you uh, a couple weeks ago filling in for Jim Collison on uh, Ask the Podcast Coach with Dave Jackson. And I mentioned, uh, I think I mentioned in the chat that I'm still editing my podcasts with uh, ScreenFlow. And you're <laughs> like, well, I'll let you in the group anyway, but you, you, you might, I might push you to step it up a little bit. So for, for people who are insisting on doing it on their own, and we'll get to all the resources that you have for people uh, that you can uh, you can provide. Uh, what what would you recommend stepping it up if you're still using iMovie or ScreenFlow or you know some uh, some free editor that you downloaded or something like that? There are a lot of different options out there, and if you're going to be editing audio podcasts, there are video podcasts, but we're going to talk primarily audio because that is ninety eight percent ninety nine percent of the of the market that's out there. So we want to get something that's going to be a, a serious audio editor. When you get into something like ScreenFlow, which I have, I love. I use ScreenFlow all right. the time for tutorials and things like that. But when you get into something like that or Camtasia or iMovie, you're talking about trying to do audio editing with a video product. And it just doesn't quite work well because it, it's really focusing on the visuals. Mm-hmm. Although it's funny because audio is very important to videos as well. But when you right. want to do just a podcast, don't get distracted by the video part. Uh, I'll tell you what. With the Podcast Editors Group, we're going to hit 2,900 members this wow. week. I started on January 2007, so it's not even two years old yet. And the most popular DAWs, digital audio workstations, that people come in and say that they use is Audacity, mm-hmm. very close second, Audition, and then things like Reaper, Hindenburg. Uh, of course, we've got Logic Pro and some of those. And those are all great, but they all come at different costs. Some are the actual expense to buy the program, or the program might be free and there's a learning curve. So it really has to be the bottom line is to step up your, your audio you need to know what you're doing, and you need to be comfortable with the software that you're using. Well, we're talking with Steve Stewart from Steve Stewart Podcast Production and the founder and operator of the uh, Podcast Editors Group on Facebook. You can look that up if you are a podcast editor and want to 
learn more about podcasting, uh, uh, podcast editing, easy for me to say, and monetizing that podcast editing because there is a lot of demand out there for podcast editors. Um, one of the things uh, Dave Jackson had mentioned when he was a, a guest on live stream deals, I asked him what had changed in podcasting over five years. And he said five years ago, everybody asked him how to edit a podcast. Today, they're asking him how they find somebody to edit their podcast. <laughs> uh, yes, I'm so in the right place. Y- you're making an impact without a doubt. We want to thank Talk Shoe for sponsoring this live podcast here at Podcast Movement 2018. We also want to thank Heil Sound for providing the microphones and headphones to record our podcast live here at Podcast Movement 2018. We are live in Philadelphia. It's the final day of Podcast Movement over 2,300 people, I believe, attended. It's a huge conference, taking up two floors on the Marriott downtown. Steve, talk a little bit about the group for people who are already podcast editors, and we'll, we'll get into the, the value in just a moment for those who want to find people to edit their podcast. But talk about the group a little bit and how you help aspiring podcast editors and people who are growing in their business as podcast editors. Right. I started the group, like I said, January 2017, because there wasn't anything out there that talked specifically about the production side. And I knew people who were editing for a living or who were editing for other people for money. And I thought, okay, I want this type of community. I'd like to belong to that. There is no community. Facebook's the best place to go. Let me just create a group and see if they'll join. I got a few people to join. And then it just started to grow and grow and grow. It was never exclusive to professionals. It was never exclusive to, do you have an audio engineering degree? It was always open to anybody who edited their own show or shows for other people. And so it just grew. And there's one focus of the group, and that is to always talk about the production side, not the content creation side. That's for us to have our clients do for us. Now, talk about um, the advantages for the podcaster in using uh, an editor and outsourcing their podcast editing. Why would you recommend that to uh, someone starting out growing their podcast or even a veteran podcaster? The main reason is time. You Mm -hmm. recapture your time. When you spend, you know, let's say you have an hour recorded podcast, you're going to spend at least two hours editing that if you're going to do a decent job. There are people out there who will not edit it. They just put it out there, and that's fine. But if you really want to polish your show for your listeners, then you want to have some real you know, thorough, not thorough, but you need to go over it again just to make sure that there's nothing left in there. And maybe there's some noise reduction and you want to bring the volume levels up when it gets really quiet, things like that. So for a person who is looking to up their game on their podcast but don't have the time, that's where an editor comes into play. Uh, there's, there's varying degrees of expertise. There's varying levels and pieces of service. It doesn't have to be just editing. It could be somebody who can upload it to their hosting provider, maybe uh, write the blog post or create the blog post with their show notes. They could create audiograms, maybe the images for social media sharing, stuff like that. So all that stuff takes time. So what a podcast editor does is help them recapture their time. So basically a podcast editor, depending on what you need help with or what their services are, could be everything from... Help me get better audio on my podcast. Help me clean up the audio. Help me get the best produced audio that I can get to I'm going to record a podcast. Here's the file. And, you know, you do everything. Do the blog post. Promote it. What I mean, like yep. an editor's role could be anything in within those bounds, right? right? And there may be some coaching and counseling right. involved as well. What, what would you say is the common theme among what people need to improve? 
If they're editing their own show? Yeah, what are they missing out on doing? Well, I would say the first thing you want to do is, is whether you've learned your software or not, you want to control the keyboard shortcuts. Right. That is going to be the biggest time saver for anybody, whether you're a professional or not. If you can change the keyboard shortcuts to what you're comfortable with and make them all your left hand, if you're left-handed, right. this is a different answer. But I have, with Audacity, which is my, my main resource, I put all my keyboard shortcuts on my left hand except one or two, which I don't use very often. That way my right hand is on my mouse and I can just just keep going. And it, it just right. makes everything so much faster. And in terms of sound quality, what what do you see that's uh, often a lacking element in, in getting better sound quality for podcasters? Well, I have to defer to the original source recording for that. That's where they capture the sound. And it has mm-hmm. to be done from the source of the audio where it's coming into their computer. And that's going to be, for, for a podcaster, they usually have a microphone. I mean, right. just, we're going to be doing these things. We may as well get a piece of gear that works every time we record where if you're interviewing somebody who's never been on a podcast or doesn't really do interviews very much, they may not have anything. So they're going to be using their laptop or their mm-hmm. computer at home. And the built-in mics are horrible because they're picking up the entire room. Right. So they really need to encourage their guests to record with something other than their built-in mics. And it could be as simple as Apple EarPods, those mics on the on the earbuds. Big improvement from the built-in mic. Tremendously amazing sound from a little piece of you know wire that I was, it shocks me every time that I hear somebody recorded on their earbuds mm-hmm. the only requirement then is and i tell my clients this i say look push them away from using their onboard mic to something at least like this apple earpod right but do not let them rub against have it rub against their shoulder or their their collar or have earrings that bump up right, against right. the you know you the, hear that clicking throughout oh. the entire thing and yeah and don't type on the computer at the same time of course <laughs> right right i guess a, a big pet peeve for me is that uh, a lot of people use condenser microphones for whatever reason, and I've not figured this out. Um, companies that make microphones seem to market a lot of condenser microphones to podcasters and online creators. And I don't know where that came to be because I, I worked in radio for 12 years and never saw a condenser microphone. I didn't even know what one was. Not even until, in the studio? Nope. No, really? dynamic. Every every station that I worked for either had an RE20 or a Shure SM7B. Mm-hmm. Maybe there were a couple RE27s thrown in, but that's what we had. Um, and so until I started live streaming a couple of years ago, never had seen a condenser microphone. I had to look up and understand what it was. And I realized that that's where all that noise is coming from. And people are confident that they can push it away from themselves because it picks up so well, so they don't have to have it on camera. Um, And a lot of podcasters, I think, who use them don't realize you still have to be up on it or that that, that background noise is going to overwhelm you. (laughs) Um, So I would say, you know, one of the biggest things I tell people is get a dynamic mic. If you're going to buy a microphone, get a dynamic mic. They're usually more cost-effective. They're cheaper. They're more sturdy. They last you longer. But, you know, uh, the sound, that's what we that's what people use in radio. They're doing talk shows. People are coming in and out. They're using their keyboard. You're using, you're picking up a piece of paper. You don't want all that coming through. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, does your audience know the difference between dynamic and condenser mics? Um, perhaps, but there's always new people listening, and I haven't, uh, I haven't done it. You probably could give a better description than yeah. I could. Let's just do a thirty, okay, thirty thousand foot view. Because you say buy a dynamic mic. Okay, I'm right. looking for dynamic on you know dynamic.com. Okay, that's a brand name to me. Right, so, right. 
Dynamic and condenser are terms that you use to describe the type of microphone. So it's kind of like saying I drive an SUV versus I drive a, a coupe. Right. You know, so a dynamic mic is one that's got a little more uh, local. It picks up the, the, the sound of your voice around the mic better, where a condenser mic is going to pick up the entire room right. a lot better. Uh, but, of course, if you're doing a podcast and you want to pick up voices, you don't want to have the entire room. That's why we go with a, a dynamic mic, which is, we'll say, a little more localized around the head of the microphone. I can tell you, though, that the technology has made it easier for everybody. It has. I mean, with the, with the USB microphones, it's usually plug and play. That makes it so much easier to get into podcasting. And then the tools and the services that you can use to create your RSS feed. That's That RSS feed is a nerd term. Right, right. Nobody needs to know what an RSS feed is, except here's the link that is actually your RSS feed URL, and that's what you submit to iTunes and Apple Podcasts and all those places. So it, it, it there is a huge learning curve to get started, but once you're in it, it the technology has made this really simple to do. Plus all the internet connectivity and everything makes it easier to connect with guests over the internet. It's fantastic. We're coming to you live from Podcast Movement 2018, talking with Steve Stewart from Steve Stewart Podcast Production and the Podcast Editors Facebook group. We want to thank Talk Shoe for sponsoring uh, this live podcast here at Podcast Movement. Also, a special thanks to Heil Sound for providing the microphones and headphones to record our podcast live here at Podcast Movement 2018. Um, music in your podcast. Uh, sometimes it's too loud. Sometimes it's too soft. Sometimes it doesn't fade. What are some of the uh, the things people can do to make the music appropriate and uh, using it in a way that highlights and accentuates their their otherwise talk show versus detracts or interrupts or uh, makes it harder to understand and hear the host. <laughs> well, unless you're a music podcast, there is no real reason for music except to... Uh, people are familiar with they're watching television. There's always some kind of right. music intro something, whether it's sports or a com, uh, sitcom. So it's familiar, and it doesn't really detract from the thing. So I, I would recommend music. Of course, it has to be... Uh, you know, royalty free. It can't be copyrighted. You can't use ACDC in your show. Right. So you can, go, you know, some, there's great places on the internet where you can buy royalty free music, and you can use that all you want. Um, and but I would just say use 10, 15 seconds of a piece that really kind of fits your voice or your pace or your energy. You know, you don't want to come in here with you know techno music and go, "Hi, welcome to the Sleepy Show podcast." <laughs> right, right. You right. got to have something that matches everything so it doesn't <laughs> throw your listener. Right. But, you know, they're great for transitions between segments. If you're going to have multi-segments, mm -hmm. you know, uh, going underneath a, uh, a moving piece. I've got one client where we play music throughout the whole thing, but it changes every few minutes as she kind of transitions from one, you know, major segment of her topic to another. And it really does give a different feel. But it, it's not required for most podcasts. You want to listen to the, the voices and right. you want to listen to the content. Um, for podcasters who do sort of change segments or change elements or... Uh, do you do you sometimes insert like different sounders or clips or things like that for for the podcast? It can get hokey if you're throwing in sound effects. You right. know, the audience applause, yeah. You know, right, the right. guest, you don't want to do that. <laughs> uh, but but I do have a show called Stacking Benjamins. I've been editing them for now two years. They're award winning. The guy Joe Salcihai is the the main host. Works hard on his show, tweaking it, making it better. Uh, but he made it. Uh, he made a comment one time. He, he brings in a segment called the Haven Lifeline. It's where he right. brings in a listener call-in, and Haven is a sponsor. So 
He's, uh, he calls it the Haven Lifeline. And when, the first time he said that, I was like, I, I, I feel like there needs to be a sound effect here to differentiate this new segment. Right. And so I threw a little water splash in there, like you're throwing out one of those you know, peppermint rings, right, right, the, right. the Lifesavers. And when he heard that, he sent me a text right away. He's like, dude, that's the funniest thing I've ever heard. Right. So we continue to use that sound effect as, a, as it's now audio branding for the show. When you hear Haven right. Life... You think Psh, this this splash sound, so it's important. It does leave right, a right. permanent uh, branding on your head. If somebody has multiple podcasts, do you recommend the same theme music if the subject matter is similar, so that like whenever you hear that that little music in the intro, you know it's Ross's podcast or Steve's podcast, or do you think every podcast should have its own audio identity? I would uh, say it's it's going to be different for each show, mm-hmm. unless they're all branded with the same. It, it's hard to say you can right. use the same music for every show because it's a different show. It could be a different topic, mm-hmm. and it really depends on... I, I don't know of anybody that uses the same one unless it's like a major brand. If you don't mind me asking in general, because I think this is something on people's mind, how much does it cost? Uh, I know there's varying levels because... Editors have all different levels of experience, and the demands that one podcaster has for what they need is different for another. Can you give people sort of a, a guide in terms of, um, you know, pricing? What just an idea of what they 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 can expect as they seek to outsource? So you're saying the person who's charging the client or the client what they're going to pay, or, or what are you saying? What the client would be paying? Well, it's all over the board. Right, and if they're looking for an editor, I would. And I'm gonna. This is my sales pitch, I guess you'd say. Is yes, I have a ahead. Facebook group over 2,900 members, and a lot of them want to earn money making uh, editing podcasts. It's growing so much that we really need to have some way of people to advertise. Hey, I'm looking for an editor, rather than just going into a Facebook group blindly and saying, "Hey, I'm an editor," and all of a sudden, you know, the, the seagulls are flocking into the right, you know right. the one French fry left in the parking lot. So <laughs> I, you know, I offer the, the opportunity to just write a one or two paragraph sentence that describes what you're looking for and then create a google form Mm -hmm. which acts as an online application that way the person who's offering i could post that for them in my group so only podcast editors who are looking for work and that match that description of what they're looking for will apply that greatly reduces the number of applications that somebody has to look through and then they only have to contact the people that they want to contact they don't even know who it is that's that put up the post except it was me but i'm the admin so they're not going to contact me i'm going to say fill out the form and then, you know, they can contact them if it looks like a good applicant. Right, right. Oh, so price. You were talking about price. It's yes. all over the board. But I'm going to tell podcast editors, people who are making money, dudes, you got to make more or, well, say, you got to make at least $15 an hour of your work, but don't charge people by the hour. Charge by the job. Mm-hmm. You know, so they know approximately how much they're going to spend before they even send you the file. But you need to be making 15 to $20 an hour just to make it worth your time. Because there's self-employment taxes, which is more expensive right. than if you're working for a day job. So, you know, it's going to be you know anywhere between forty to three hundred dollars per episode, depending on the quality of the editor, what the services that they add on and provide to you as well. Right, it's anywhere in between there. And are you taking clients as well? Or? I am growing, so and I'm taking clients, but I'm also able to help people find editors if they aren't a good match for me. So, for people who would want to work with you, is there a link or a website or a way they can get in touch with you? Yeah, just go to my main website, stevestewart.me, 
That's right. Steve, S-T-E-W-A-R-T dot M-E, not dot com, because the guy who owns the dot com has had it for 20 years. I'm not going to get it anytime soon. Right, right. But if you go, there's a big button that says schedule a call. Set up a time to talk to me. I'll find out what you're looking for, and then we'll be able to post something for you. Or I'll try to sell you all my services if you're really a good fit for me. Okay. And then if they want to work with one of the editors in their group, should they contact you yep. that way as well? That's and the best that's way. where they'll fill out the form and get all the information. Yep. Have them contact me, and I'll walk them through it all. Thanks so much uh, for coming on live stream deals. Steve Stewart from Steve Stewart Podcast Production. Find him at stevestewart.me. We want to thank Talk Shoe for sponsoring this live podcast here at Podcast Movement. A special thanks to Heil Sound for providing the microphones and headphones to record our podcast live here at Podcast Movement. That wraps up this episode of Livestream Deals. Thanks again to Steve Stewart for joining us. You can find out more information about Steve Stewart Podcast Productions at LivestreamDeals.com, top of the homepage. You can also subscribe to the podcast by going to LivestreamDeals.com slash podcast. Thanks again for joining us. I'm Ross Brand. Talk to you again soon on another episode of Livestream Deals.